and welcome back to the Passive Patrick Podcast. We talk everything sports news, sports related. We are here. AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game. Coming up this weekend, we have the Chiefs going against the Bengals. Not only that, we have a great matchup between the 49ers and Jalen Hurts, a young group of quarterbacks. We have such youth this year in the playoffs. It's refreshing. And in the big games. Uh, one of these young guys going to go on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, wondering if it'll be Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, has turned into Mr. Relevant. I am sincerely hoping for a good Super Bowl. Very competitive. I don't like blowouts. I don't like blowouts in any games. I like them to be close. I like the pressure to be on. We know that Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. Uh, there's video out of him in practice. Looked like he was moving pretty decent. If, if it was serious, serious, they wouldn't have him moving. I think now it is a serious injury. I'm not saying that, but I do think they would be limiting him a little more. He was seen jogging. So, you know, and so the, the injury is going to be the big, big thing about this game between the Bengals and Chiefs. Now, there are a couple things working against the Chiefs. Okay, first off, it's the high ankle sprain. And it's a, it's a big deal, but I'm not putting it as the biggest deal. Uh, the other deal is they haven't beat the Bengals. And Joe Burrow and that team plays with such swagger and confidence, they go into Arrowhead thinking they're going to go into Arrowhead and win. They're not afraid of Arrowhead. It's different than when the Jags came in with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, just a kid. He had no idea what he was doing in the playoffs. Playing with house money, he acknowledged that. He made the comments about Arrowhead and the fans and how it's not much different than Jacksonville, even though it is. And I think that, you know, it plays a part. But he'd never been there before. Joe Burrow has been there time after time. And the Chiefs can't beat him couple things working against the Chiefs, and it's very interesting to see how defensive some Chiefs fans get uh, when there's a new quarterback on the rise. And uh, look, in the NFL, everybody, doesn't matter who you are, we get tired of greatness. For some reason, we just get tired of it. We got tired of LeBron. They stopped awarding him MVPs. They stopped awarding Brady MVPs. They're already getting tired of the Chiefs' success. And you know what? That's fine. I don't get tired of watching greatness. I want dynasties. I want these quarterbacks to win multiple Super Bowls. Um, But the Chiefs, right now, they're at a very critical point. People are tired of them and their greatness, and that just comes with it. Um, They they get tired with it. But they're at a very critical point in their, you know, if you want to call it a dynasty, it's not really there yet because all they have made are AFC Championship games. They have five straight, and that's great but you have one Super Bowl out of all of them. This year is very critical for the Chiefs. Each year that goes by, everyone gets a little older. Kelsey gets a little older, and Patrick Mahomes gets a little bit older. This was my take from the beginning with the Chiefs. And it's that same old adage that Aaron Rodgers went through, Russell Wilson went through, some other people go through. Uh, You win one, that's great. You win one, that's great. But to win two, that's special. That is special, and any of the greats will tell you that. Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, John Elway, all them guys. Winning two, and Tom Brady really, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, winning two really solidifies you. If the Chiefs don't capitalize on this window, that's why a lot of pressure is on the Chiefs. If they don't capitalize on this window that they have, it could be another you know six, seven years before they're back in this situation with Mahomes uh, making a run. And that is the biggest risk. It would be stupid to think that the Chiefs are going to, for the next five years, go back to the AFC Championship game every year. 
No, like I, I could see them going back next year. That's a real possibility. But the year after that, Kelsey's older. Mahomes got a little bit older. That money's going to kick in, you know, where he's going to be getting paid. That Mahomes gave them a good deal at the time. He pushed all the money back. We have a window here. Let's capitalize on it. Well, you, you, you're not. So that's why there's a lot of pressure on the Chiefs. There's pressure on the Bengals, too. But it's not to that point yet. The Bengals could go another couple years of, you know, getting to the AFC Championship game and losing. And, you know, they're still kind of in that window. Chiefs have been doing this five straight years. They got one Super Bowl. And I know, they won a Super Bowl. And that automatically puts them at the top of the NFL world. They won one. You know, they could be like, oh, we won one. We don't care. But when you think about great players, Aaron Rodgers is good. You know, he's great. He's great at talent-wise, I should say. But when it comes to winning, he's just good. He's good at winning, you know, in the playoffs. You know, even though Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, right now Mahomes is in the same category to me as Aaron Rodgers when it comes to gameplay-wise, not personality-wise. Aaron Rodgers is more fickle, you know, kind of out there, does his own thing. Uh, I, I think more Patrick Mahomes is way more stable. But they're in the same category to me as far as winning. Because they do great in the regular season, you know, exception of this year for Aaron Rodgers. Majority of the time, they do great in the regular season, and they make the playoffs. And that's exactly what Mahomes has done. But when you're that great, it and it doesn't translate into Super Bowls, something's not adding up here. Something's not adding up. And there's a lot of reasons a team loses. I'm not saying that it's all on, you know... And Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes or, you know, even a Russell Wilson. But in the big moments, you need these guys to clutch up. And Joe Burrow last year, he lost the Super Bowl. You know, it's entirely fine to lose a Super Bowl. But you have to rebound and get back and win one. The Bengals are not scared of the Chiefs. <laughs> they are not scared. And I think the Chiefs, they have a little doubt. I think the little doubt they have is if they lose this game, and they are knocked out of the AFC Championship game. We no longer are talking about Mahomes and Allen being the big two. We're talking about Mahomes and Burrow battling it out for best in the league. Um, I would still take Mahomes over Burrow. That's just me. Uh, just because of the playmaking ability. But Burrow's the real deal, guys. Joe Burrow. We're going to get into you know what I like about him and you know the confidence he plays with. But... I'm not taking anything away from the Chiefs in this game, but I'm saying they have a little more pressure on them. They've just been in the league longer. They've been winning longer. They got, you know, older players coming up on their, you know, their deals where they got to get paid. You know, Tyreek Hill left. Mahomes has to prove himself in that area, which he already has in the regular season, but the playoffs is another thing entirely. If Mahomes gets to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl, he solidifies that I didn't need Tyreek Hill. I didn't need this. I brought us here. I did this. Because even though you need a good team, it ultimately comes down to quarterback play in these big situations. It just does. I'm, I, You know, Dak Prescott, he played way worse than Brock Purdy. And that team, those teams were pretty even. If we're going to break it down, you know, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, uh, Trayvon Diggs, you had Fred Warner. You had a lot of these guys with the same attributes. Now, I think slightly offensively, the 49ers had a better team, but it came down to the quarterback position and how these guys were playing. And Brock Purdy outplayed Dak Prescott, and that's just the truth of it. He did. You know, Dak had those two interceptions and, you know, came back to bite him in the butt. So Brock Purdy played better 
win, you know? Jalen Hurts played better, win against the Giants. Mahomes played better against Trevor Lawrence, win. Burrow played better than Josh Allen, win. This weekend, quarterback play is more crucial than it's ever been in the playoffs this year. Mahomes has a a high ankle sprain. The Bengals are not afraid of the Chiefs. The Chiefs have pressure because the Chiefs have to win. There are three things working against the Chiefs. Not just a couple, not just two. Three. Not one, two, or there's three. Okay? And when you have three things working against you, that that is when the pressure really sets in. And that is when the fans expect the most out of you. Chiefs, if the Chiefs lose this game, excuse me, they, I don't see them getting back to the AFC Championship game next year. They could. But I think they need to capitalize. You need to keep this, this train going. If they win a second Super Bowl, this is a dynasty. Through and through. Right now, it's kind of a dynasty. Not really a full dynasty. So there are some thing, things that are working against the Chiefs. Now, I'm going to say some things that are working against the Bengals. Because the Bengals, this game is huge for the Bengals. But the Bengals are playing with a confidence in a swagger that's not coming across technically as a confidence in a swagger. Eli Apple has made comments. He is one of the biggest trash talkers for the Bengals. Uh, he plays cornerback. Uh, I believe, I don't think he's free safety or safety. I think he's cornerback. And he has played for a bunch of teams, but mainly he has just been talking smack after smack after smack to everyone. And people have gotten tired of it. Uh, and Joe Burrow, I love the confidence in the swagger, but he kind of rubs people the wrong way when it comes to, you know, too much confidence and arrogance. That whole team does. But nonetheless, there's a couple things working against the Bengals. One, they've beaten the Bengals, or they've beaten the Chiefs 3-0, like three times. Chiefs can't, Chiefs can't catch a break during them. Like, they're outplaying the Chiefs 100%. But the Chiefs realize that they've lost their 0-3 against them. And each time you lose, it fires you up a little more to beat that team. So the Chiefs have a little confidence going into the game that, okay, hold on. We need to remind you of who we are. We have to humble you a little bit. You know, and it's kind of the same old thing with Golden State. When, <laughs> when you know, they got so high up and full of themselves. Like when Golden State went against LeBron James. In, the, in those finals, and LeBron came back down 3-1. Now, granted, we had the Draymond suspension when that happened, so that affected things drastically in that in that series for the finals. But LeBron had a moment where he said, hold on, let me remind you of who I am and why I run this league. Mahomes needs to have that type of game this weekend, and I think it's very possible. I have a high ankle sprain. You've beaten us. Three times, you're coming into Arrowhead again. You're not scared of it. Your your players are some of the biggest trash talkers and very cocky. You're all coming in. Let me prove to you how I run this league. Why I'm the guy in this league. That's working against the Bengals. <laughs> uh, big time. And, you know, a couple of small things, but that's the main thing with the Bengals. That's working against them. There's a little more pressure on the Chiefs. But there's, you know, there's equal amount of, <laughs> like, pressure. Not not equal amount, just a tad small amount of pressure on the Bengals. That's going to be a great game. And I think, 
I'm going to give you my picks later, but uh, it's very interesting uh, to watch this game this weekend. All right, then the next game we have is the NFC Championship game. We got Brock Purdy going against Jalen Hurts, the 49ers versus Eagles. These are two teams similar to the AFC Championship game. We have two teams that are going par for par. These guys are equal when it comes to talent, I believe. I think the Eagles have slightly a better offensive line than the 49ers. Still, you can't beat the left tackle, Trent Williams. That guy is out of his mind playing great. I mean, he's been doing it so long. They definitely have the better left tackle. I'd take Trent Williams over their left tackle. But they definitely have more players on the offensive line, and that's going to be a big deal against Nick Bosa. Uh, Bosa's good, he gets to the quarterback, that pass rush. Now, the Cowboys did a good job of defending that and keeping Dak upright, but Dak just folded in the playoffs, and that's what the Cowboys do, they just fold. <laughs> I'm not surprised of it, I predicted it. I just love every time the Cowboys lose. Anyway, Brock Purdy, alright, this guy, when we talk about the quarterbacks in this game, Brock Purdy is playing with the most house money of any of these quarterbacks any of them. He's got him beat on playing with house money. Uh, I'm Mr. Irrelevant. You're Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. You all didn't go in the last round. I'm Mr. Irrelevant. Jalen Hurts went in the second round. Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes went in the first round. Joe Burrow went first overall pick, first round. If anyone, that's the chip the 49ers are playing with. I think the 49ers are dangerous. <laughs> I think they're dangerous. I think everyone's underestimating them. But Brock Purdy is so smart with the football. I mean, he's so smart. And I'm not taking anything away from Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts has been playing out of his mind great. I mean, he was in the MVP conversation for most of the year. I believe if he wouldn't have got injured, it could have, you know, fluctuated back to him. But Mahomes just took over with his numbers and everything. So I can't really, I can't really give the edge to... You know, Jalen Hurts because he got hurt. So we got we to give that award to Patrick Mahomes. He just played uh, way better. Reading off some stats, though, for Brock Purdy, because what I've seen from Brock Purdy is just incredible this year. All right. La uh, last game versus the Dallas Cowboys. He had 19 completions, 29 attempts, 214 yards, 65.5 completion percentage, 7.4 uh, average yards. He didn't have a touchdown or an interception, kept the ball safe. He had an 84 or 87.4 rating and a 53.1 QBR that's just awesome <laughs> game before that three touchdowns no interceptions uh in back in the regular season get a few games before that three touchdowns two touchdowns uh, another two touchdowns so he had seven touchdowns and only to a couple interceptions in the three games before the playoffs this guy is next level. He has an average 65.5 QBR a 67.1 completion percentage 1,374 passing yards and 13 touchdowns. Guy's playing out of his mind. And he's, he's mystery relevant, too. Those are some of the best stats. And the reason I say he's playing with house money is he's just, he's not supposed to be here. All right, Trey Lance starts off the season. Trey Lance is good. All right, he's, he's the guy. Uh, but last time I checked, he got hurt. And he didn't look so great in the couple games he did play. So he gets hurt. Jimmy G comes in. All right, I'm the guy. Jimmy G, he's led us to a suit. He gets all these wins added up. Well, what happened? He gets hurt. We're going to go to Brock Purdy. I think at m this time in the season, most people were saying, Brock Purdy? Wait, what? what? Who's Brock Purdy? 
All right, well, the 49ers are just going to kind of, you know, make their way in the playoffs. Ain't nothing going to happen. They'll probably be out the first round. They don't have a quarterback. We all lose lose uh, kind of interest in the 49ers. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, man, this pretty kid's playing good. He has, a, he has another good game. He has another good game. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, he's never lost? He's in the playoffs. He's never lost a game? What? The guy has proved everyone wrong. He is mystery... He's Mr. Relevant. You got LeBron James tweeting out. Brock Purdy's pretty good. You got Tom Brady saying, prove them wrong. I want to see Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I want to see him in the Super Bowl. In my opinion, Trey Lance is out. Jimmy Garoppolo's out. San Francisco, look at your new quarterback for the next 10 years. I am not overreacting when I say, I don't believe I'm overreacting when I say that Brock Purdy's the guy next year. It's his job. He won it. He won it, and it. And I, I don't want to hear people say, "Oh, he's a game manager. He has all these pieces around him." No, look at the throws. Look at the completion percentage. Look at this and this and this. He makes all the plays. He is. He has a chip on his shoulder for being mystery relevant. That's all there is about it. He grasped the playbook very quickly. I believe he grasped it a little quicker than Trey Lance. They just didn't have enough film on Trey Lance, and that's fine. That's fine. But Brock Purdy's your guy. So we got Brock Purdy playing with house money going against Jalen Hurts. <laughs> but let's not take anything away from Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has played incredible this year. And you also have the dual threat, you know, kind of thing when it comes to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, um, he makes all the right throws. He makes all the right plays. This year he had 3,701 yards, 22 TDs, six interceptions, six interceptions, excuse me, and a pass rating of 101.5. 101.5. That's amazing. And he's played the same way throughout the year. Uh, the same as Brock Purdy has kind of played. To sit here and say that, you know, these guys, it's going to be lopsided, that, that's just stupid. These these games are going to be close because the playing field when you get to the playoffs is so level. The 49ers and Eagles game is way more, I'd say as a team, way more interesting than the Chiefs versus the Bengals. The Chiefs versus the Bengals is Pat Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. But team-wise, it's definitely the 49ers versus Eagles. We have a lot of great games. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens in these games. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, Debo Samuels, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ioku, uh, everyone. Just, Some of the best football games, <laughs> overall games of the entire year, la entire last regular season and playoffs, and this, you know, January playoff games, these are going to be the best. Get ready for an amazing week of football. All right, let's get into my highs and lows of the week. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano. That means you have to know the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. Nothing like running drugs for your Nana. Thank you for that uh, beautiful intro, Archie. And my highs and lows of the week. I'm going to start off with my low of the week, and that is Josh Allen and the Bills. What a disappointment. You had a lot of opportunities to beat the Bengals. You're at home. You have everything working, uh, you know, kind of with you, uh, momentum-wise, and you kind of just squander it. You got Stefan Diggs over there calling you out, Josh. Making the right throws, and you know Josh Allen and the Bills are kind of a perfect example. And sadly, you know I I love the Mahomes versus Josh Allen thing. I had the Bills making it to the Super Bowl. 
you know, early on in the year. I think I picked them. I think I changed it up a couple times throughout the year, but ultimately I had these guys making a great run towards, uh, you know, potential Super Bowl, getting their first one in franchise history. Obviously, the DeMar Hamlin situation, I think, affected them a little bit, but I thought it would inspire them to play a little bit harder than it did. I think just Stefan is a competitor. I don't think we all need to be worried about him and Josh Allen arguing. Guys argue all the time. This is football. We ask these athletes to be all in on their sports and show passion and fire. And ultimately, Stefan Diggs just wants to win. Josh Allen wants to win. You know, Von Miller wanted to win. He got hurt early on in the year. I think that affected them. But overall, that's my low of the week. Just I wanted to see them play a little better. All right, my high of the week has been LeBron James and really just some of the past games. Now, the other night, he played 35 minutes, 20 points, 8 of 20 field goals, 9 rebounds, and 11 assists. So not his best game. But the game before that, 33 minutes, 46 points, 16 of 29, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. On the year, everyone, he is averaging 36.1 minutes a game, 29.9 points, 50.7 field goal percentage, 8.5 rebounds, 7.0 assists. So... The guy's 29, pretty much, He's let's round it up, he's 30, uh, 8, and 7 on his points, rebounds, and assists. He's doing what he's doing every year. <laughs> um, it's incredible to see at his age. Is he 38? Yeah, he's 38 years old. Uh, we've never seen anything like this. He's going to break Kareem's record within the next you know, few weeks. Maybe a couple weeks, actually. He's pretty close. He's going to break that record. We're going to see greatness firsthand. I'm not tired of seeing it. But it, it's it's very awesome to watch. I love it. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets rumors uh, heat up with offseason weeks away. It's a report. Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett, you know. He's offensive coordinator for the Jets. I could see this happening. I could see this happening. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. That would be incredible. Um... Yeah, it's it's one of those things with Aaron Rodgers where we're all tired of it. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're ESPN, whether you're you know, Fox Sports, whether you're any of these podcasts, sports podcasts, like I am, everyone's sick of Aaron Rodgers holding the Packers, just like Brett Favre did, hostage with his retirement threats. And, you know, him saying things that, quite frankly, roll your eyes. You just roll your eyes. Listen, uh, there's heroes and villains in in sports and entertainment and i think because of my stance on covid uh and maybe some other things i've been cast as the villain especially the last few years and so that is the way that uh you know a lot of things i said are often interpreted i'm not upset about that i don't feel like a victim in any way i don't have that mentality that's fine i actually embrace that role a little bit that's how you want to cast me but oh aaron nobody's casting you as a villain we're casting you as being unaware of a lot of things you are saying and doing. Nobody's mad at you because of your stance on COVID, okay? Everyone got mad at you about that because you led people to believe you were vaccinized. You lied to the organization and people. You said you were immunized and you weren't. And and it's it's you know Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown got punished uh, because he forged some papers saying he was vaccinated. Aaron Rodgers. There was a whole thing happened with the league, Aaron. People were upset at you within the league because you said you were immunized, and I think the Packers organization and the NFL just kind of covered it up. 
for you. There is a lot of things people are upset at you about, Aaron. <laughs> My low of the week is always when Aaron Rodgers, you know, he always has some new story. He always says something new. Uh, he drags it out. It's almost like he wants attention. So he says, am I going to retire? Am I going to come back? I could be traded. I think he could possibly be on the move to the Jets. I think the Packers are looking for a very clean way out of this relationship where they don't look like they, you know, he held him hostage when he won two MVPs. He came back and kudos to him. He won those MVPs. And how are you going to trade a guy that's, you know, two-time MVP uh, two years in a row? You can't trade him. But now after this previous season, you know, he has a lot of money. And, you know, I will give him this. In that interview, he did say he is flexible to work with the money, maybe pushing some of that back. He is willing to do that. So I will give him credit for that. But he has done a very good job of keeping himself within the media <laughs> and saying certain things. We don't hear about, you know, Tom Brady. We don't hear about Patrick Mahomes. We don't hear about Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson. We don't hear about any of these guys, you know, saying what they're saying. They're not going on and just saying a bunch of stuff each week, you know, and dragging this out, this process. Uh, it's kind of what Brett Favre did. He must have learned from Brett Favre because Brett Favre held the Packers hostage for years with his retirement threats. He just did until they finally moved on and traded him. And I think he could be traded like Brett Favre to the Jets. I think this is a real possibility for the main reason Nathaniel Hackett just got hired there. So he's, that's the low of the week. Now we're on to what could he do with the Jets and Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, they could be a very scary team because they do have a good defense. But Aaron Rodgers has this thing in the playoffs where he just flames out way too many times. So I don't think they'd win a Super Bowl there with Aaron Rodgers. I do think they'll make a deep playoff push. I do think they have the, a great defense to make a playoff, you know, kind of run there. But you have to go through all these teams. I, I don't see it happening. But I do see him getting traded. That is a very uh, high possibility. It's highly likely, in my opinion. He He's played his last game in Green Bay. This, with everything that's been said, kind of the ups and downs, I think the Packers are just looking for an easy way out of this. I think they'll they'll make the plunge this year and just uh, move on from them, which, uh, which I don't blame them from doing. Excuse me. Uh, can't wait to see it. Packers will finally get to start Jordan Love. We get to see what the Packers are uh, with Jordan Love. So definitely exciting times there in Green Bay if the ownership agrees to do this. Saying you're going to do it is one thing. Actually pulling the trigger and moving him in a trade would be an entirely other thing. So, uh, can't wait to see this next season. I think Aaron Rodgers will be in another team's uniform. I think it's highly possible it'll be the Jets for the simple fact of they they hired Nathaniel Hackett, him and Nathaniel Hackett. He had a lot of success. The one year where he didn't do very well this past year is when Nathaniel Hackett was gone. Uh, he won two MVPs as Nathaniel Hackett was, you know, the offensive coordinator. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And Robert Salas, there's, he's got a great defense uh, on that team, defensive-minded head coach, you bring in Nathaniel Hackett. I don't hate the move for Nathaniel Hackett because he did good as an offensive coordinator. He was in over his head in Denver with Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson didn't really help uh, anything by, you know, all the reports of him coming out of him having his own office and not relating to his teammates very well. There's a lot of things going on there in Denver. Oh my gosh, are the 49ers done with Trey Lance? I seem to think so, and they're done with Jimmy G. I I seem to think that you got to trade Trey Lance, you got to move on from Jimmy G, uh, which they will. He's a free agent, and Brock Purdy's your starter. You got to bring in a decent backup, and you got to roll with Brock Purdy this next year. And he's mystery relevant. He's turned himself into Mr. Relevant. 
I can't wait to see his career because I'm not, I don't think I'm overreacting when I say that he is the future of the 49ers franchise. And I think 49ers fans need to just embrace him fully and give up on the Trey Lance thing. Trey Lance is going to be a great player. I think he's going to be good or great for another team. Okay, but Brock Purdy has come in and just shown how great he is. <laughs> what a story. And I think Trey Lance is going to be a great player for another team. I think system-wise, you can scheme with him very well. Uh, I wouldn't mind having him on the Commanders. I could see him going to the Vikings, uh, you know, the Giants. If Lamar seems to be on the way out of Baltimore, he would fit in Baltimore very well. Uh, but you got to roll with Brock Purdy. Sean Payton, where's he going to end up? Another great storyline. You've heard reports, uh, Broncos, Texans, you know, you've heard, you've heard different things uh, coming out of these organizations. He could be on the move to, you know, the Chargers, I think, would benefit from signing him, firing Brandon Staley and firing him. I don't think that's happening because Brandon Staley's still there. Uh, Defensive-minded head coach, though, I don't know. You have to give up a first rounder for Sean Payton too. Commanders have been thrown out. I sincerely hope we get command. We get, uh, excuse me, Sean Payton after we get a new owner. A new ownership group is going to move in and buy us. Whether that's Jeff Bezos, we've had a few other people throw their hat in the ring. Definitely, some bids have been made. I think that sale is going to go through uh, very, very, very quickly. <laughs> hey guys, it has been a great, great podcast today. As far as NBA goes, I can't wait to see LeBron James. You know, go ahead and just break Kareem's record. Uh, you, you can't write this stuff. How great LeBron has played in his career. Nobody would have thought he would be playing at this level <laughs> at this age, and I love it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Uh, catch me next week after these great AFC Championships games. Uh, yeah. I got the Chiefs winning, and I got the 49ers winning. Didn't get into the matchups, but there it is. Follow me on uh, all my social media platforms. Uh, you know, we got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Subscribe, leave a review. Uh, this has been the Past Patrick Podcast. Have a good one.